0: This is Church Alive's Teaching of the Week by Pastor Gene Ameson. For additional teachings or information about the church, go to churchalive.net. Today, actually, with this last teaching, you could call this part five, but I'm actually doing a little bit of an offshoot, and we're going to actually call today Living Blessed versus just blessed. Is that cool, y'all? We're going to kind of just go a little different direction with it. I I really changed it up in the last couple days. But um, anyway, the word is full of amazing promises that are available to all of us as God's children. But we've got to get those promises on the inside of us. And I'm talking about promises that are related to to your health, whether that's physical, whether that's mental. Uh, If you live in fear, there's promises in the word of God that address fear directly. There's promises about your family. God wants to see your family blessed. If you're right now in a relationship, in a marriage that is just really rocky right now, I want you to know that's not God's plan for your marriage. Uh, There's also promises about your finances as well. And if you've spent any time in church alive... Really, if you've spent time in any church, I'm sure you've heard about these. I'm sure you've maybe read them on the screen at times. Uh, You've heard me or somebody else preach about them. But I want you to understand, these are not just our thoughts. Anytime you've heard a pastor talk about these, it's not a pastor's opinions. But y'all, it's straight word from God himself. Come on now, it's word from God himself. And so what happens is, is a lot of times we forget We don't retain the promises of God as we're walking through life. We don't retain what the Word of God says. We don't remember what the Word of God says. And so what we do is is we miss out on what He wants to do in our life. Now, the irony is we can retain some of the dumbest information on the planet, some of the most worthless information on the planet, but we can't retain what the word of God says for our lives. It's going to be a game changer for us. We went and saw the chosen movie yesterday and there's one character in that movie who was in another movie that like was just the most random movie. And cash says, that's Mr. So-and-so. And I'm like, how in the world did you remember that? But cash remembers that, but that's the way we are a lot of times. We focus our attention on things that really aren't even that important, and we we know scores, we know stats, we know about what certain celebrities are doing and what lines of clothing that they're wearing, or I don't know, stuff like that, like the Entertainment Tonight type facts that really mean nothing, right? Come on now. We know these things, but we often don't retain uh, these awesome words straight from our Heavenly Father right here that literally are game changers for our life. And we all have needs, we all have issues. How many of y'all got a need or an issue right now in your life? And they all look different. Every person in here, your situation's unique. They all look different. Some are bigger than others, and it could be, like I said, relationships. Maybe you've got a dysfunctional marriage going on. Maybe you feel like your house is just way out of whack as far as the relationships go. Uh, maybe you've got some, some issues with personalities with other folks in your family or just disagreements. I mentioned health earlier. Maybe you're dealing with with some mental health issues or some physical issues. Maybe it's, it's chronic sickness or disease in your house. You know, if it's financial, I don't know. Some people deal with too much month at the end of the money. Y'all know what I'm talking about there? Too much month. We just need the first to get here sometimes, don't we? Uh, maybe you just don't feel like you can ever get ahead. And the truth is, it's just kind of like the old song, whenever we're not standing on the promises of God, it feels like we're in survival mode. Anybody ever been there before? I mean, you're just, like I said, it's almost that just trying to, to, to make it to the next week, just trying to make it to the next day. Just You feel like breathing, just to be able to breathe on your own, you're accomplishing something. Like, well, I'm still alive, I'm still getting through this. But we can absolutely be in survival mode if we don't watch it and so whenever we're in survival mode what we're doing is is we're trying to fix our issues we're trying to fix our needs ourselves. Right. so so what we're doing is is we're, we're trying to find a doctor for our health issues and, and god gives us doctors so i'm cool with that trust me uh we're, we're trying to find counselors because we need somebody to talk to we're trying to work extra jobs to make the ends meet and so we're trying to do this all ourself and, and we're ultimately just trying to survive. Has anybody ever been there before? And if we constantly try to do it ourselves, if, if we don't go back to the promises of God, I want you to understand, you're gonna stay in survival mode till you take your last breath. And I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, that's not the way I wanna live. Right. I mean, is that, is that living that abundant life that, that John 10 talks about? That that's not living an abundant life whatsoever. And if you feel like you're in survival mode, I'm just gonna go ahead and shoot you straight. At some point you've kind of missed the mark and you're not doing what you're supposed to. If you're having to fight for every little thing, if you feel like I said, like I said, you're in survival mode, it's because you're not doing it God's way. That deserved a much bigger Amen. It's because you're not doing it God's way, amen. And it's not how he intends for you, his children to live. I don't know about you. I want my kids blessed. I want my kids healthy. I want my kids happy. I want my kids to look at me and feel like, you know, that's a great dad right there and that they love their parents. I, I want my kids to experience everything that God has for them. I want them to walk in their purpose. I want them to have children that serve God. Come on now. And in the same way that we want that for our kids, that's exactly what he wants for us. Amen. It's what he wants for us. The word of God says that we are co-heirs with Christ. Yeah. Somebody say co-heirs. co-heirs. Ephesians 1:11 says this says because we are united with Christ we have received an inheritance. We've received an inheritance from God for he chose us in advance. He chose you. And he makes everything work out according to whose plan? His plan. According to his plan. Listen, he's got a plan for your life and it never was for you to struggle and to barely get by. It never was his plan for you. He doesn't want you to live in lack. He doesn't want you to live in sickness and disease. He's got a plan for your life. And you also inherit peace. You inherit love. You inherit grace. You inherit joy. Listen, you inherit victory, strength, mercy, forgiveness. You inherit all these things from the Lord, righteousness, discernment. These are all things that you inherit from the Lord that we read about earlier. And Paul actually sums it up in 1 Corinthians 2, 22 and 23. He says, all things belong to you and you belong to Christ and Christ belongs to God. All these things belong to you. They're ours. Why is it that we're not walking in them though? Everything I just mentioned a minute ago, it's yours. If you want it. But it's going to take a little bit of work. And God sees us struggling in life. How many of y'all have ever seen one of your children try to do something and you're like, okay, there's a better way to do it. There's a part of our yard where we have, it's, it's a part that doesn't grow grass. Anybody, anybody got that spot in their yard? So the kids have made it. They call it their dirt pit. It's as flat as a flitter. It's not a pit. But they call it their dirt pit. But they get out there, and they'll try to dig with the most random things because they just want to dig. And so one day they're out there, and I don't know, they're just digging with a stick or something. And I looked at them, I said, we got shovels because we don't care if they tear up this part of the yard. We, we don't care, you know. It's just do whatever with it you want. And so it's like, I got a little shovel. I got a big shovel. I got a spade. Anything y'all want. Here, kids, just go dig away, you know. But the way that they were doing it wasn't very productive. The way they were doing it was eventually starting to hurt their hands and all. And it was painful. Let me tell you something. The Lord's looking at the way we're trying to do life right now a lot of times and this is what he's saying. There's a better way. You're struggling and I'm telling you there's a better way to do it than the way you're doing it. And I I got a word for somebody here today. Y'all, there's a better way. If you feel like you are in struggle mode right now, there is a better way to do life, somebody. Come on now. I mean, the Lord's telling us today, the best outcome for you is whenever you do it my way. Somebody say his way. way. Whenever we do it his way. I mean, Philippians 4.19 says, for my God shall. Somebody say shall. shall. Listen, that's a covenant word whenever you look in the word of God. His intention is to do it and he will do it in your life. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches. He's got everything you could ever want. His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Romans 8, 37 says, yet in all these things, in all these struggles that you're dealing with, Paul was saying to these people, And all these things that you're dealing with, we're more than conquerors through him. Amen. Come on now, through him who loved us. I want you to understand, you are more than a conqueror through him and him only. You can't do it on your own. You got to understand that you can't do it on your own. And like I said, Paul was talking to people that had needs here. And in all these things that we're facing and all these issues that we're facing, God's desire for us is to be a conqueror. God's desire for us is to be on top, to be a winner. That's his plan for us. He wants to take care of our needs because it's the same thing we want to do for our children. And we are his children. Come on now, we're his children. And it's through him that we can live an overcoming life. But y'all, we've got to be on board with what he says. Not a foot in and a foot out. I'm talking about on board. You can't be on board with a boat with one foot sitting on the dock. you got to be on board with him, with all in, both feet in. Amen? Amen? But it requires faith. It requires trust in God. So whatever he says to do, you've got to have that faith and that trust to say, I'm going to do it knowing that those promises that we've talked about will be mine down the road. So it's faith and it's trust. In addition to that, it's obedience, of course. And then we may just have to modify some priorities in our life as well. Hebrews 11:6 says, but without faith, it's impossible. Somebody say impossible. It's impossible to please God. You want to be in right standing with God? You want God to be pleased with you? If you have no faith and you can't trust what his word says, this right here says it's impossible to please him. Get that down in your soul real quick. It says it's impossible for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. There's some good news. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And understand this, if he's not number one in your life, if he's not number one in your household, if he's not number one in your family, then everything is out of whack. Everything's out of whack. I mean, you can say, and I hear people say this, and I know they mean it the right way. They're like, nothing's more important than family. Actually, yeah, God is. He blessed you with your family, as a matter of fact. And they come underneath him, but they don't go above him. But he's got to be number one, and whenever he's not, everything's out of whack. So over the last month, we've talked about, for instance, finances and and, and what God can do and what he promises. So if we're going to be all in and if we want to see what he talks about in our life, Malachi 3 says in verse 10, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and, and test me in this. This is what I love about this verse right here. He doesn't just tell you what to do. He actually says, put me to the test and I'm going to show you that I'm going to do it. I promise you that I'm going to do it. Test me in this, says the Lord. See if I won't open up the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing, so much that you won't even have room for it. Come on now. Such a blessing. And I'm going to rebuke the devourer for your sakes. That whole living in struggle mode is because the devourer is chasing after a whole lot of people in here. But whenever you do what the word of God says, whenever you get on board with what he says, he's taking the devourer out of the picture in your life and he's opening up the windows of heaven in your life. I want you to know this scripture right here is the key to a financial breakthrough if you've got a financial issue in your life. If you're struggling, this right here is the key to your breakthrough. But are you going to trust him? Are you going to be obedient? And God's math doesn't always make sense. You, You may say, Gene, I can't understand how I can give... To the Lord and and not have enough money to pay bills that I already don't have enough money to pay. How does it work out? Y'all God's math has never made sense to me. His ways are higher than ours, amen. But but as we mentioned at one point in the series, it's kinda like whenever we plant a seed. Whenever you plant one seed, you don't get back just one thing, right? You get back maybe a tree that produces many things with many seeds, like an apple tree, right? And that's just God type math. Whenever you plant a seed, he can bless you more than what you planted. That's the way he works. But Malachi 3 verse 6 says this. It says, for I am the Lord, I do not change. Now that's important. This verse actually comes just before what we read, right? So we just read verse 10. This is verse 6. But here's what we got to get down inside of us. This is what he said back then. This is what I require. He required it then, he requires it now, and he's going to require it in a thousand years as well, because he does not change. And these are his requirements, amen? Amen. And in this series, we've looked at, you know what? Giving is, in the Old Testament, it's found in Genesis, and it runs all the way to the New Testament as well. Jesus himself spoke on it in Matthew, so it's for today. But a lot of us have felt like, man, we we work hard for our money, and times are tight. Anybody felt that way? I mean, our time's tight for some folks. Does it feel like inflation is just getting out of hand? Prices are getting out of hand on everything. And so a lot of times we look at the fact that, okay, we've earned this, and and we just don't have the room to let it go because this is our money. But I want you to remember Deuteronomy 8.18 says, but remember the Lord your God, for it's he who gives you the ability to produce wealth understand he's the one that's given us the ability. He, he's given us our job. He's given us the physical ability to be able to do the job. He's given us the mental capacity to be able to do the jobs that we do. Amen. And Psalms 24, one says the earth is the Lord and everything, everything in it. It all belongs to him, right? But the good news is, is he just wants a portion back He just wants that 10th back and then he says, listen, whenever you do that 10th and I'm going to bless the rest of it. I'm going to bless the rest of it. And I think this is a really important topic to him because actually whenever you look at, at the word in the gospels, there's roughly about 39 parables. And did you know finances were included in 11 of the 39? It's over 25%. I mean, that's over a quarter of them. So I think the Lord's very... Very interested in our finances, which is a good thing because understand this this is good news, okay? He's interested in our finances because he wants his part, but then he wants to bless us as a result of our faithfulness to do what he said. It's important that he is interested in our finances because he wants to bless us as well. Now, a few things I want to mention just as we're, like I said, kind of wrapping up this series. Uh, To make sure that we're all on the same page, understand that tithing has nothing to do with salvation. I just want to make sure that we all understand that. If you receive the greatest gift of all, Jesus Christ, into your life, then you are saved. And whether you ever give a dime to the Lord or not, you cannot lose that salvation because of your giving. Amen? Amen. they're, They're two different subjects. So this is not a heaven or a hell thing. Whatsoever. Now the Lord did give us the greatest gift of all time, right? And giving us his son Jesus. But here's the thing: it, it doesn't affect our eternity, but it does affect how we live between now and eternity. Yes. And I don't know about you, I don't want to ride this struggle bus from now into eternity. Anybody else feel that way? And so that's the whole thing of whenever we understand his promises then we're going to have the blessings of God taking place in our life this side of eternity. Uh, The second thought I've got for you is, is that our Christian walk can never be measured by how much we earn or by what we own. Your spiritual level, you might say, it can never ever be measured based on what you earn or what you own. Don't ever just assume that people that are blessed financially, or ultra-spiritual. Amen? It can never be measured by that. I want you to understand that. Somebody with a bigger house or more money, it doesn't mean anything. And, and some folks just, you know, while we're talking about this, some folks just really can't wrap their heads around the fact that God wants us to be blessed, and he does. It's what he wants for us. Amen. But we've said from the beginning that, that blessings are not just financial. Right? Right? Blessings are not just financial. I mean, listen, his blessings, of course, can include finances, but blessings can, can be your family. Blessings can be a career that you love. Blessings can be God's favor on your life. Listen, there are some of those kind of people. We've got some of those people in this church that God's favor, we, we call it the fog, the favor of God just follows them. You know They're the kind of people that you're like, there's no way that they can get a yes, but they get a yes every time because the favor of God's on their life, amen? Amen. It can be the favor of God. It can be strong families. Y'all, listen, it can be an outpouring of his spirit in our lives. Come on. How many of y'all just want the Lord just an outpouring of his spirit in your life? That's a blessing right there. That's better than finances any day of the week, amen? It can be health. It can be so many different things. It's not just about finances. But a few quick things about living a life that's blessed that, that I want us to look at today. I, I'm like just going to run through three points pretty quick. First point is this, is God wants us to prosper. God wants us to prosper. 3 John chapter 1, verse 2 says, Dear friend, I pray that you may prosper in all things. Somebody say in all things. all things. In all things. Spirit, soul, body. Just prosper in all things and be in health. Just as your soul, soul prospers. It's, desire, it's God's desire that we be prosperous and that we're rich with true riches. I'm not th- talking about a bank account balance. With true riches. Second thing is this, is our needs are met whenever we prioritize the kingdom of God. This is scriptural right here. Matthew six thirty three: Seek the kingdom of God occasionally. After you seek other things, seek the kingdom of God above all else, above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. Now listen, it doesn't say that he's going to give you everything you want. He will give you what you need. A lot of what I want is not what I need. God knows what we need and he knows what we want, and there's a difference there. But there's this promise of whenever you prioritize my agenda, the Lord's saying. Whenever you prioritize what's important to me, it's not going to be a struggle. Whenever you prioritize him, he's going to take care of those needs that we have. And by the way, I love this because it says whenever we seek the kingdom of God, whenever we seek first the kingdom of God or seek it above all else, and whenever we live righteously, understand Whenever you seek the kingdom of God, living righteously is going to be very easy. Because whenever we've got tunnel vision on him, it's automatically going to start to change our life and the way we live, right? So we're going to begin to live righteously just because we're seeking after him. So if we want to see his blessings in our lives and our needs met, we've got to do what the word of God says and pursue his kingdom, pursue his agenda. But here's something I want you to think about just for a minute. Whenever we seek the kingdom of God, then we're going to see our lives blessed. And he's going to give us all we need. In addition to that, he's going to bless us with some other things. Like I said, man, we've got people that are blessed in this church that they just have amazing testimonies. And so God wants to bless us, right? How many of y'all want to be blessed? Come on now. But here's something that's very important. Whenever the focus of our attention is then turned to the blessings and not the kingdom of God, it's out of whack. Amen. Whenever we start to focus on you know, the toys, whenever we start to focus on the fact that we've got the finances to go do this, and then all of a sudden we're using that for entertainment, and our attention goes away from his agenda, let me tell you what's going to start to happen. All that extra is going to start to go away as well. Because... God wants you to focus on his agenda and not what he's blessing you with. Come on now. And so it's always very important that we focus on him, understand that he's our source, and that our focus has to be on his kingdom. The first steps to pursue his agenda, and young folks, I want you to listen to me in here today. There's just some really basic things that you've got to do. First of all, you need to be in a church, amen, around good, strong people, right? Not just hanging around people who claim to be Christians, but people who can actually sow into your life. People that can actually sharpen you. Amen. Proverbs twenty-seven, seventeen says that iron sharpens iron. Our closest friends are in this room and we all just get stronger together. Come on, right? That's what we do. You need to get in a church where people can build you up and not tear you down. Amen. Because a lot of us have our friendships outside of here that are not uplifting friendships. Anybody got any of those? So we need to be with these folks or your church people, your family around you that can build you up. You need to get involved. You need to actually do something. You understand that we've got a mission here at Church Alive, and we want to change this community, and it takes people. And so what we're doing is we are pursuing the heart of God and pursuing his agenda, but it takes people to do it. You want to know how you seek the kingdom of God? You get involved. You're part of the body of Christ that the word talks about, and we all work together to change an area. Amen? So I just want to tell you, do that. But listen, some folks are going to say, but I don't have to go to church to know God. Throw that meme up there real quick. Yeah, I don't need to go to church. I can worship home at home. Let's all be honest. That's the way you're worshiping at home right there, right? I just saw some eyes cut over at some spouses real quick. You can say that you can do church on your own. It, it, it doesn't work because you need the relationships. You need the accountability. You may not like accountability. You need accountability. I have accountability. Sometimes it's a little uncomfortable, but you need people that are going to make sure that you're doing the right thing. Amen? Amen. That you're doing the right thing. Proverbs 10.22. Such an amazing scripture. It says, The blessings of the Lord make a person rich. The blessings of the Lord. The blessings of who? Who? The Lord, make a person rich. And he adds, no sorrow. Somebody say no sorrow. No No sorrow. sorrow with it. The NIV version says, the blessing of the Lord brings wealth without painful toil. Let me drop it down to the genes version. The blessings of the Lord make us rich without all the struggle. Without a fight. That's what this verse is saying to us right here. Understand this. Whenever blessings and increase come from pursuing God's will, rather than finances, there's not going to be any sorrow added to it. Somebody needs to get that. Whenever the blessings and increase come from pursuing God's will, the blessings from God, there's not going to be any sorrow with it. Many younger folks, uh, and I, I found myself in this boat, especially like in my, my 20s and 30s. Whenever Regina and I got married, I was just wanting to hustle. And whenever I say hustle, I don't mean like, you know, rap music hustle. I mean just like work. <laughs> There's this one song in our gym that they play all the time. It's like every day I'm hustling. I don't know. I'm, I'm just like, does that mean he's going to work? I don't know what that means. <laughs> but whenever I was young... I was always trying to make as much money as I could. Some of y'all have been there. Some of you might be there right now. Uh, I was looking at what I could invest in. I was always looking for a side way to just like, you know, just, okay, here could be some extra money over here. I could do this. I could do that. And it's very easy to fall into that trap, especially before you have kids. But if you don't watch it, you'll continue in that as you go on and on and on in life. This scripture right here, the blessings of the Lord make a person rich without the struggle. The blessings of the Lord will meet your needs. The blessings of the Lord is going to give you everything you need, but you're not going to have to fight for it. Here's what I want you to get. Whenever you get into that, I'm just trying to do as much as I can, that hustle mode. The problem is is that it brings sorrow in your life. Whenever you're trying to just do it all on your own, whenever you're not leaning on the promises of God and sticking with those, whenever you're just like, "Um, I'm just gonna work harder, sorrow comes with it. You may think, like what? Stress in your home. Stress with your marriage. Come on now, anybody ever been there before? To where you're working so many hours that you and your spouse are just roommates. You're not even married at some point. Sorrow comes whenever we're trying to do it all ourselves. It's what takes place. I mean, your kids suffer. Your health suffers. Spiritually, you suffer as well. I was talking to a friend this week. I was on the phone with him. He was just telling me, he said, I've picked up another job. He said, and it's stressful. He said, um, my wife and I have been at each other's throat here recently. Understand, it brings sorrow. But the blessings of the Lord, they come with no sorrow. Come on now. They come with no sorrow. So young folks, I just, I just want to mention to you today, Our third thing here is is that we'll see more blessings with less effort, with less struggle, with less work whenever we're faithful to God with our finances and we do what he says. We'll see more blessings whenever we're just faithful to God. We're going to see him take care of all of our needs. If I was to give you just a piece of marriage advice for young couples in here, do it God's way. Do it God's way. Like I was talking about it earlier, he's looking down at all of us and he's saying, I've got an easier way for you to do it. And these blessings, they, they're talking about our health. They're talking about our families. They're talking about our finances. I mean, it covers so much if we will just do it his way, amen? Come on, y'all stay with me today. Whenever you're obedient to do what he says, it's going to take place, amen? Because these are promises of God. Not ideas, but actual promises of God, which means that he will come through no matter what. And I just want to encourage you today, do it his way, amen? Do it his way. We've talked about the finance thing, you know, the last four weeks, and, and it's officially, we're wrapping it up. But we've heard some great testimonies just because God gives us this promise and we've heard people say, you know what, we started doing it, we're already seeing God move in our life. And I just want to encourage you, if you're here today, if you've not got on board, God's saying to Malachi, go ahead and test me in this. Go ahead and test him minute. Give it a month. I promise you he's going to show out in your life. You're going to see that your funds are going to go further in this next month than they did last month because of God, amen? And because that's his promise uh, for your life. But he wants to bless you. He wants you to get on board with his plan. And go fully on board with him. Can I go ahead and just encourage you? Go fully on board with him. Do everything he said. Don't don't just give partial because that's a Cain offering. We talked about that last week. Give everything that he asks of us. And I promise you he's going to show up in your life. Amen. Thank you again for listening to Church Alive's Teaching of the Week with Pastor Gene Amoson. We invite you to join us for our Sunday morning worship service every Sunday at 10 o'clock or learn more at churchalive.net.